0: Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. But if you have your Bibles, please get them out and you probably know where you're going to turn to if you've been here. But if not, open them up to Matthew chapter 28. (laughs) (laughs) Great job. Great job. Without much prompting, you guys still know the drill. And why do people cheer, cheer like that? For the new people, those watching Mount Carmel for the first time, or e family family, those people watching online for the first time. It's because we get excited about the Bible, because we believe God wants to speak to us. Matthew chapter 28, are you there? I'm going to skip, and I'm just going to start in verse 18. Come, Lord. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Then he gave them the mission. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to preach on verse 19 today. He says, this is Jesus talking. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Here's the theme for the day. I'm, I'm picking up from the theme that we had last week. Initiation is greater Or more powerful than prevention. This is a term, a a phrase for discipleship that I think is very important. When I talk about making disciples, he said to them here, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, or it's one Greek word. It's really a word that says you could translate it better if you said, Go therefore and disciple all nations. Disciple, it's just a verb. Go disciple them. So it's not about making people into something as much as it is about what we go and do. And that word disciple or make disciples is to train, teach, or instruct people as a disciple. In other words, as you are a disciple, you train, teach, and instruct people. So not like Chad would do it, as you would do it. Your personality, train, teach, and instruct people. Those other teachers at school, they need to hear from you about your witness. Those other people at work, they need to hear from you. You're going to connect with them. When you train, teach, and instruct as a disciple, it will be a personal revelation and not something you're trying to memorize that someone else said. As a disciple yourself, train and teach and instruct from that. Don't try and train and teach and instruct from something you don't have. Don't put that kind of stress on you. Well, I can't say it like they can. Well, that's okay. Say it like you can. Well, I can't do it like you can. That's okay. You don't have to do it like you can because the Holy Spirit's going to work with you to connect them. It's about connecting them to Jesus, not about connecting them to you anyway. So take the pressure off yourself. So we're going to talk about making disciples or discipling nations. How do we disciple nations? We talk about changing uh, your workplace, changing your family, changing things. Too often we think about changing culture by focusing on what we need to prevent from happening instead of what we need to start happening. And what I've seen in my life, and maybe you've seen it in your own life, when we talk about becoming like Jesus, most of the time the church preaches on and teaches on the things you need to stop. If if I can just stop drinking and cussing and sleeping around and uh, doing drugs, and we have this laundry list of morality things. That if we can stop all these bad morality things, then we will be something. That is called religion. Religion says that if you and I will stop doing certain things, then we will just automatically become something. We will not become something by what we stop. (laughs) We have to be born again. I'm only going to become the man that God wants me to become because Jesus became something that he was not. Jesus became sin so that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So instead of trying to focus on what you need to stop, we need to focus on what we need to start. So that's what God's talking about today and I wanna put this into practice in, the, in practical terms for us. So we, discipleship is not so much about what we prevent but what we initiate. You cannot change a bad life pattern without starting a good life pattern. These words will never change your life. I know I need to do better. That phrase will never change your life. Well, I know I need to do better. I know I need to do better trailing off with whatever it is. I know I need to be better about reading my Bible. I know I need to be better about coming to church. I know I need to be better about with my husband, telling my wife that she looks pretty. I know I need to be better about. What is, I know I need to be better will never change my life. It's mental ascent. The only thing that's going to change my life is what I start doing, what I initiate. And that's what I'm talking about. Initiation is more powerful than prevention. It's not about if I can stop thinking those thoughts, then I'll be okay. No, that's not what you need to focus on. You need to focus on some new thoughts that you need to start thinking. This is what God's going to give us. Discipling nations. So how do we do that? Let's look at verse 19. He tells them, go make disciples of all nations, or go disciple nations, and then we're like, well, how do you do it? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Everybody say baptizing them. (laughs) Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go make disciples, baptizing them. So we thought religion gravitates towards structure, form, comfort, and familiarity. Religion gravitates towards things that are comfortable. It gravitates towards patterns that can be repeated. In other words, we like to feel comfortable knowing what's up, when it's going to happen. That's religion. If you're like, I'm one of those people that likes to know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, be careful, you can gravitate towards religion and think that you put God in a box that he he performs for you like some dancing monkey. Like when I do this, I want God to do that. If I don't want him to do that, then I don't want him to do that. That's religion. And so when he says baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we thought that was just talking about water baptism. We thought that was what we're supposed to say in water baptism. Oh, okay. So when you baptize, this is what you say in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we just did water baptism, and, and we did say that. So we thought, okay, check Water baptism. Because what we like to do is we get security out of events while God gets security out of relationship. We get security in our relationship with God sometimes by the events that we get to check off. This is proof when you ask people, say, So, how's your relationship with God? Well, it's good. I got saved when I was six. I got water baptized when I was this, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Oh, yes, I did that when I was. So we come up with this list of things. I'm saved, check, water baptized, check, filled with the Holy Spirit, check, 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 got it. We can get that list all checked off in one day. Then what? God's not into events. He's into relationships. Let me prove it to you. He said baptizing them baptizing them. Here's what that word baptizing means. Because when I was reading this, and this is the part that jumped out at me, God says, what if when I said baptizing them was more than an event? What if it's about more than what just getting someone in water? What if it was about more than that? So he, sh- he showed me what this word baptizing meant. In the Greek word, it's a present active tense verb. Like, what does that matter? Present active tense verb, an action in process or state of being. Here's the part that's important with no assessment of the action's completion. Wow. Wow. It's, it's an action in process in a state of being with no assessment of a completion point. In other words, it's not about something you did, it's about something you're doing. That's good. Baptizing them. Notice what it doesn't say in your scripture. Jesus didn't say, all right, go out and make disciples of all nations and get them baptized. That's what we thought it read. But that's not what it read. It doesn't read, go out and get them baptized, check. But it says, baptizing them with no end result in mind. Or no, no, uh, no end happening, no, no uh, act of completion happening. So ne- then I'm like, okay, God, so we're, we're not just supposed to be baptized, just that. That's great. We believe in water baptism. Check. We've got that. But he says, don't stop there. It's about an ongoing thing. So here's the part that jumped out. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Here's what the word baptized means. Baptizo, which means to make whelmed. Make whelmed. You got to (laughs) whelmed. Like overwhelmed, to make whelmed, to cover holy. This is why we immerse completely under the water. That's what baptizo means. You're overwhelmed. To flood, to immerse, to plunge, to engage deeply. So when he says baptizing them... He's saying, I want you to make them wound, I want you to cover them wholly, I want you to flood them, I want you to immerse them, I want you to plunge them, I want you to engage them deeply. In other words, not just sticking their toe in the water, but I want you to immerse them into something. I want you to plunge them into something. I want them to be whole hog into something. We're not supposed to be in this with just a little bit in the the water. We're supposed to be not just for a couple hours on Sunday. When you're in the full-time military, you don't just show up at the base for two hours on a weekend. You're immersed into the military life. You're immersed in that. You just barely come out for a little bit, but you're immersed in that. I was talking to a friend of mine who's who's uh, stationed right now overseas and he said in certain, uh, uh, he's done several tours and one of his tours, he said, we never left the base unless it was for combat. We never left the base. they are immersed in it. And that's what I'm talking about. We need to be immersed in a relationship with God. Yeah. Not just tipping my, sticking my toes in it and say, well, I'll, I'll give a little bit of this area of my life. I'll give, okay, you can have this part. No, we got to go all in with everything that God has for us. But then, but this is the part that jumped out. He says, baptizing them in the name, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, in the name, in the name, baptizing them in the name. I'm like, God, what are you saying? The words in the name in the Hebrew speak of in and with the character and nature of someone. So now here's, here's what God's saying to you. When I, I want you to go and I want you to make disciples by immersing them in the name of the Father immersing them in the character and nature of the Father. How do you make a disciple? You immerse them, you've plunged them, you fully engage them into the name of the Son, into the name of the Holy Spirit. What's that look like practically? Let me just give you some examples. When I am overwhelmed with lack or need in my life, I need to be immersed into the name Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. I need to engage myself fully with the name of him. Wherever there's a need, there's a name. Whenever I feel a fear and anxiety coming over me, I need to be immersed into the name of Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Whenever I have sickness come against me, I need to be immersed into the name of Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. In the name of the Son, when sin comes against my life, I need to be immersed into the name of Jesus, my Savior and my Redeemer. I need to be immersed in the name of the Holy Spirit that he's my guide, my comforter, my helper. We need to be immersed in all three of those. Notice what it says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Here's what I think is important. Sometimes we focus too often on the things we're overwhelmed by instead of the person we're supposed to be immersed in. Let me say that again. We focus too many times on the things we're overwhelmed by instead of the person we're supposed to be immersed in. Notice what Jesus said about going and getting baptized, making disciples. Go and baptize them, baptizing, immersing them. This is what Jimmy said during worship. Getting filled with the Holy Spirit or being filled, it's not something I do check. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Oh, yeah, I did that in 1985. No, are you filled now? I'm not talking about questioning someone's salvation. I'm like, well, am I going to heaven or not? I don't have time to go into that debate. I've got some thoughts on that. I really do. But but we can talk about that later. But here's, we talk about, well, I've, I've got this. Am I filled with the spirit? It's not something I check. It's a person. Am I immersed in? Am I immersed in the love of the father? Am I immersed in the person of Jesus? Do I just attend church or am I immersed in the personhood of who he is? Do I know his character and his his nature when I feel afraid like God's mad at me? I need to be immersed in the character and nature of the agape, unconditional love of God. When I think that God's doing things, punishing me, and causing all these bad things to happen in my life to teach me a lesson, I need to be immersed in the character and nature of a good father. Too many times we're overwhelmed by things around us, but we're not immersed in. Here's what I want to submit to you today. If you're struggling in an area of your life, get immersed in the things of God. Get immersed. Give yourself wholly to Him. Here's the problem. I see it over and over, and I see it. uh, Let me talk about myself. My success and my failure in my life spiritually is directly tied to my relationship with the Word of God. People continually try to fool themselves into thinking they can have a great relationship with God without a relationship with this. It can't happen because we gravitate towards religion. So we think if I come and I sit in a church service, check, I can go home and that's my good spiritual deed for the week. So now I've got my relationship with God, check. No, it's not check. Check. We don't check God off like a list. He's a person. He wants you to engage with him, and this is him. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I know reading Leviticus is a little tough, but I'm just talking, there's other parts of the Bible where you can get through it and read the person of God, and every time I read it, I don't get all kinds of wonderful things. Sometimes I'm just reading, I'm like, I hope that was good. I mean, I know it's good, but God, I really didn't get a whole lot out of it. But you know what? Yesterday, I ate some stuff for lunch. I'm not really sure what it did for me. It tasted good, but I don't know what all kind of health benefits it gave me. But I ate anyway. Eat anyway. Well, if it's not the best meal I've ever had, I don't want to eat. Try that with real food. Try that with your real food. You will stop eating a lot. But here's what God's saying to us. He said, listen, I want you to immerse into something. Stop trying to just stop the bad things and initiate the good things. He's wanting to raise up some disciples. So here's what I felt like God was saying to me. This morning, I I came here early and I knelt at this altar and I prayed and I said, God, can I have more? Can I? Can I have more? Because I'm not satisfied with just preaching sermons to you. I'm not in this so that you'll say, wow, boy, I can preach. Boy, I do good. No, 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 I'm not not in this for that. I'm I'm in this for you and him to connect on a way that it changes your life. I'm I'm in this because I want him to change my life. So I prayed, I said, God, can I have more? And immediately this scripture came into my mind. You being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children as a father. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So God just spoke to my heart, said, you want more? I'll give you more. I want to give you more than you want more. So if you ask of me, I will give it to you. So I prayed, I said, Lord, at this church, I ask for more. Ask for more. I said, immerse us into the name of of the Father. Immerse us into El Shaddai. Immerse us into Adonai. Immerse us into Elohim. Immerse us into hope, Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Oh, just immerse us into Jesus, faithful and true. Immerse us, Lord, into who you are. Immerse us into the Holy Spirit because here's what I know. You and I, we can't make it in this world without Jesus. What's coming in the earth, what's already here, and what's coming to pass soon, we need to be prepared. God's willing to make soldiers, not attenders. That's right. Come on. And I'm, I'm willing to, th- oh. I said, Lord, I will say whatever you tell me to say. If it means a difference in you growing and you, and you being in a relationship with God, I will say whatever God tells me to say. Not out of uh, mean spiritus or condescending, no, no, no. I will say it out of love. I will say it out of wanting to bring you up, but I will not hold back truth to tickle your ears. Sin will destroy your life. It will destroy your life, it will destroy your family. You have to come into a relationship with Jesus and get immersed in him. Be you. If you want to be a manly man, then get on your knees and immerse yourself in Jesus. My greatest strength is not what I can do in a weight room or what I can do physically. That's not my greatest strength. My greatest strength is what I do in my prayer closet. When I go to God and I say, Lord, I can't do it without you. So come and fill me with your strength today. Fill me with your peace today. Fill me with your wisdom today. I can't be, I'm a horrible husband without you. I'm a horrible father without you. Show me how to do it, God, show me. I'm a horrible pastor. I'm amazed that some of these people have stayed here for all these years. I'm like, what what, what kind of patience they must have. For those of you that raised your hand, people that have listened to me for For all these, somebody since 1997 here at this church, or since a long time ago. (laughs) Like 14, wow. I've been preaching 34 years of my life. And that's not to draw attention to me, it's because I want to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's because there's a man that came and died on the cross and looked at my sick, perverted life and said, Chad, I'm gonna pick you up out of that mess. You don't have much, but I'm gonna make you into something. And began to wash me with his blood. It began to change me, change my thoughts, change the way I think, change the way I operate, change the way I respond. It began to fill me with this Holy Spirit. And once he put his spirit in me, now power was available for me. Not to be victorious every day, but to have victory available for me wherever I needed it. So here's what I'm asking God to do today. Get to the point, Chad. Thank you. God said, today, I want to immerse people. he's going to immerse some people. Some of you have never been taught about the Holy Spirit. You need to be immersed into the Holy Spirit. Paul ran across some disciples in the book of Acts, and he said... Uh, what were you baptized into? They said, we were baptized into the, John's baptism. And Paul said, well, that's good. But John had a baptism of repentance. That's awesome. But have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And he said, so he began to present the gospel to them. They got baptized again in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit came upon them and began to fill them. And I believe sometimes people are operating in just a baptism into the love of the Father and being born again, baptized into the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. But they have no communion with the Holy Spirit and we need it some of you have some daddy issues that you need to be immersed in the love of a father some of you deal with condemnation and criticism over yourself you need to be immersed into the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and let yourself go by grace are you saved it's not of works it's a simple, offensive gospel that we don't deserve it. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.